Hi, folks. This podcast is recorded in a house with animals. Hound is so smooshy. I don't know why I sang that. She I, is I, in I, my lap and she is smooshy. And I think the Amazon thing over there just freaked out. So I, I hear a torty and I've got Smokey trying to sleep on my laptop, but it's fine because I have an it's closed and I have an external keyboard. And hi, torty. Um, so yeah, high traffic tonight. Uh, also. I should mention we tend to swear a lot. It's it's been known to happen on on more than one occasion, and so we have to mark this explicit because that's the only option on most of the podcast distribution sites. So yeah, we're not going to get explicit explicit as far as I know, but be aware there's going to be a lot of swearing or has been in the past anyway. I mean, we might get through an entire episode without feeling the need to say fuck. Well, there you go. You broke it already. I wanted to take the curse off. There you go. Uh, so <laughs> welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 125. Uh, from a productivity standpoint, I'm, I'm rejiggering things again. I mean, that's partly why I, I do the podcast, right? Is so I have an excuse to rejigger things every now and then. Well, you, you enjoy it. Yes, I do. You I do. do. Uh, rejiggering how I keep track of things and stay productive is almost uh, like a regular occurrence. But I'm taking the advice that Vicky gave on last week's interview, which is pick a system and commit to it and use it to the fullest extent of its capabilities. So I went and I've been spending kind of my off time the last week or so poking at and tuning my Emacs org mode setup. I love org mode. It is the only cross-platform thing I found that does exactly what I need it to do. My the only weak spot right now on it is mobile, so that's a little frustrating, but it's okay because I figured out how to get my Google calendars into it so I can still do like calendars and stuff on my phone, which is really important because I need my alarms, and then import it in so I can see it on my like overall plan of what a day or whatever is going to look like. I'm so glad that we have many listeners who understood all of that and are like, yes, I agree with the importance of what you have done. And then there's you. I'm good at what I'm good at. That's completely fair. I I kind of min-maxed at character creation, let's be honest. Let's, well, yeah, I, I'm understandable <laughs> yeah. on that, yeah. Uh, but uh, work's been ramping up as we get closer. For whatever reason, people are starting to, you know, have to starting to get into that going to be off for the new year, holiday season kind of thing. And other things are starting to ramp up at the same time. Uh, so it's uh, things are starting to heat up on the project I'm working on. So you're trying to juggle this thing is coming to fruition with a bunch of people are going to be off, and so they're yeah, trying to... The usual. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Usually happens. Now, our fiscal year doesn't end until um, sometime in the calendar year 2020, so it's not like this is a, oh my god, if it isn't done by December 31st, we're all doomed. It's much more of a, we have a good plan, we have a good estimate of how long it should take, and... Really, the big hurdle right now is me coming back up to speed on this stuff because I've been away for it for, I want to say, several months, six months maybe, yeah. doing the, uh, the on-call stuff. So I've been acclimating, and then tomorrow I get 
the deep dive. Yay, deep dive. I have total faith in you. Right. Do you have I'm, total faith in you? No, I'm terrified. I mean, if I screw up, it's not a big deal. It's not like this is a live production working environment. It's just, you know, if it takes me longer than tomorrow into Friday to get it done, it sets everybody else back. So it's like, okay. You don't want to be the weak link. I don't want to be the weak link, even if I am the weak link. So I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, So uh, we'll just just go with that. And I've said so a lot in that last sentence. I'm... uh, I'm scratching sleeping Smokey's head. This is he he seems to have three moods lately. He's he's an old man. He's nearly 13 and he's having started life as a stray. He is uh uh ages more than a lot of them do. Yeah, yeah, but uh he's he's taken to sleeping more and then complaining loudly because he wants to be held or fed and sometimes he wants to be held while he's eating, which is not something I'm going to do for this cat. And uh yeah. sometimes he wants you to walk him back and forth like a baby while holding him. Yes, I do not understand that, but okay, I will I will work with it. Uh I'm up if I'm up anyway with the restless leg, it all works out. I will make a vet appointment next week to take him in. So that, yes. Because clearly, you know how it is. Sometimes you got pets and people, too, if we're being honest, where a switch flips and they're great. They're great. Suddenly they're old. Yeah. It's like overnight they are an old person. And you're like, hello. That was unexpected. It's kind of what happened here. Yeah. he was He was great. And then like a week later, he was old. And yeah. Uh, He's been that way for a while. He still seems pretty healthy. It's just he's crankier and his voice has kind of changed. And And he wants to sleep more and more and more. Which, you know, I want to sleep a lot, too, because it's winter. Yeah. Maybe it's just the winter blues for my buddy. He he does like the one spot by the window with where the sunbeam falls in the morning. Yeah. Uh, the dog bed is no longer the one dog bed. There is no longer the dog bed. It's Smokey's bed. Well, so. as long as he's happy. Yes. So, uh, how was your week? Uh, honestly, pretty good. I think. Um, I'm trying to remember. Uh, Monday and Tuesday, super productive, wrote all the words, like all of them, um, got almost, uh, uh, like two weeks worth of words done. It was, I was really cooking. Yeah, Uh, you, you had a really, I think it was Monday, you came back and were just like, I have just written all the words and I need to go fall down. It it was, it was like closing in on 3,000 words, which is, you know, I... If I do a thousand words a day, I'm on target kind of thing. And uh, switching back and forth between the book that is due for Tor and various other projects. Uh, so it's it's going. This is mm-hmm. this is the sort of the boring part where I am in the middle and trying to get stuff done uh, and just chugging along. That being said, I did hit last week the 30,000-word mark of, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, this is terrible. This is crap. My, uh, Why would anyone buy this? I am I am a great failure and made you and my buddy Shepard read it yep. <laughs> like that night. And took me a little longer than one night because I, I you, you made it you, you took two yes uh, but uh, 
And that is inevitable at 30,000 and some words. That is just the point where all of a sudden I'm like, it's the apocalypse. And I mentioned, uh, I did a podcast interview with a friend on Clockwork Cabaret about uh, our friend Emmett uh, about writing. And she has been my barista for many years. I mean, we're buddies, but, you know, I know her from the coffee shop mostly. And like, yeah, I had the crisis of, oh, God, oh, God. And she's like, 30,000 words. I'm like, does everyone know this? Yeah. (laughs) So, yes. We, 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 all all of us who are associated with you have this figured out by now. Yeah. Well, at least I'm very reliable and consistent. Yes. You know? And and in fairness, I wind up with an extruded book product that uh, people <laughs> seem to like. So. Extruded book product. I like that. Okay. Uh, so here's hoping that, you know, this one – was it okay? You read it. Was oh, yeah, it yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, I just want to know what happens in the bits that say stuff happens here and the hand-wavy bit that doesn't actually give me a real ending. Oh, yeah, we're nowhere near the ending. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, parts of what you gave me were near the ending, but I don't actually have an ending, so... No, well, that is the problem. If if you have to read it, the 30,000 word mark, it may be another year or two before you know how the book ends, although this one has to be handed in in March, so... Uh, here's, here's hoping I get to read that draft, <laughs> and I'm not left waiting for the arc again. I, you could have said. I <laughs> forgot that I hadn't given you the final and you didn't say anything. So, uh, you know. Uh, these things happen. Yeah. So, yeah, some of that, um, like, had, you know, it, it had more of the kind of, I am super productive today, but instead of feeling like I was super productive today, yay me, I feel like, why am I not this productive every single day? Kind of thing, yeah. but that's you know my life. So well, but for the most part, stuff got done. No major crises. Yeah, and I I, I realize uh, we're we're doing things on weekends now that aren't centered around protesting. It's very strange. It's really nice. I'm going to go see a movie this weekend. Ooh. I'm going to Frozen Two with uh, with yeah, and then uh, a week from Thursday, where I have tickets for the Rise of Skywalker. Yes, so, yes, but this, but Saturday, I am going to a movie. Yes, and... I lucked into IMAX tickets for the Rise of Skywalker on release eve. Trust me, I am so happy about this, and oh, no, yeah. I'm not telling you what theater it's at or where <laughs> because I don't want anybody ambushing me for my tickets. <laughs> don't think that's gonna happen dear anyway anyway uh (laughs) weirdo uh but yes um not having to protest on the weekends is nice okay we do have to do you know some things on the weekends we do we We do uh we had to process a rooster this last weekend we um yeah you know have to go out and move hay bales around and stuff but i i think Shepard walking around with uh, Alice in Chains, <laughs> yes. snuff the rooster playing every time was just, I'm just like, I'm trying to concentrate <laughs> here and not cut off my finger. I can't really sing along. Um, Dude, she walked in and you guys did a duet in the morning, like, first thing. <laughs> so, well, I mean, it's yeah. Alice in Chains snuff the rooster. We're all children yeah. of grunge. Kinda, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's mm. it's... Things seem to slowly be getting. Oh, a oh, oh. Better. for those who might be 
who might be concerned, Lorge is still with us. He is yeah, not it's the Lorge. rooster. It was, it was, it was an extra rooster. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't yeah. Lorge. Lorge and, is and fine. he's seems to, he and everybody else seems much happier without another rooster running around getting all rapey. Yeah. So, uh, it was a real problem. Yeah. Um, that, and you know, you, you, it turns out their testicles are four times the size of their oh brain. Oh my God, they were gigantic. And you're like, okay, so aggressive roosters are a problem and the hens do not deserve to be ambushed by a weirdo every time they turn around. So he and had to go. so hard to re-home. A rooster, even yeah, a friendly one. Even a friendly one, because everybody's got them, but... Yeah, and yeah. if you're like... I have a rooster who's kind of a dick. Everyone's like, well, enjoy your coca vin because right. the friendliest rooster on earth has a hard time finding a home, a just generally jerk ass rooster. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, so far, though, the rooster trade between Shepard and, and us, us it w- went well. Dotson yes. and Lorge has gone very well. And uh, and certainly our our extraneous rooster will not go to waste. We're nope. He will be. uh, uh respectfully utilized yes but lots of just you know stuff we 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 go out and have breakfast yeah and it's nice we we don't have to get up early and get dressed and and drink our coffee and go out in the cold to wave a sign stare at racists yeah i mean we could still do that it's just there's there's now more people Standing against the racist, then there are like I think they've dwindled down to like what six people? Yeah, well, I mean, it's there were always more anti-racist, but now there's like orders of magnitude, and it's just sad. Yeah, (laughs) you're like, dude, dude, give it up, go home. Yeah, I I don't think you're going to get all of your violent out of state help anymore. Yeah, I mean, now that I've said it, we're going to spend the next three weeks out. I hope not. But I hope not. Yeah, but anyway, the, the it's it's been nice to have that major source of stress removed. God knows the world is still a mess, and we all have days. I kind of had one today where I am like, I am so small and so, mm. uh, you know, unable to fix the huge problems of existence, and I want to hide in a small hole. And but you know that's. Somebody made an interesting analogy, which I kind of liked, which is that mice are small and scared and want to hide in a hole. Mm-hmm. And if you get a bunch of mice gnawing on things, you can bring down anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Electrical grids. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Economies. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that That's, kind of yeah, does nice, make... nice reminder, yeah. <laughs> That's a nice yeah. analogy. Mice are one of the most destructive forces in the world, <laughs> and they're all scared in, in holes, so... Yeah. yeah. So I have uh, five letters this week. Oh, yes, this it month. is a letter show. It is a letter show. Yes. Uh, one or two of which I'm really interested to get your opinion on. Oh, God. So we're going to talk about those right after this.
and we are back. All right, it's a letter show. I have letters. Now, uh, one or two of these are things that we had uh, that came in and were in the wrong folder, so I didn't get to them last month. So that's okay. Uh, I just, you know, want everybody to know that it it isn't that I've forgotten you. Sometimes things get misfiled. For example, this message from Kier. Is it Kier? I think it's Kier. Um, What brand model of blood pressure cuff did you get, if I may ask? So I have this great little thing, and it comes with a carry case, too. This is a Vive Precision, and you just, uh, it has a little Velcro cuff, and once you set the date and time. He's taking it out of the little thing Oh, now. Oh, no, 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 stop that. Yeah, It's trying to read the air's blood pressure. The, the on-off button is a little, can be a little sensitive, and you just, you just hold it at whatever level and uh, turn it on, and there it goes. And you, I suspect you can hear it, I don't know. And I haven't checked my blood pressure today, so I needed to anyway. All right. Um, The only concern I've had with it so far is that the little hinge on the travel case that comes with it uh, broke. So I taped it back together. I mean, it's just a piece of plastic meant to fold there. So I think it might have broken when somebody, Sergey, knocked it off my desk. Uh, By the way, if uh, you have followed the adventures of Sergey, and our friend Shepard, when Sergey started throwing knives at her, <laughs> uh, we have a magnetic knife rack. It's located so a cat who feels like it can just knock knives off. And he decided it was time to play dance, monkey, dance, and began throwing knives at her ankles. He also calls this Thursday. Yes. Uh, there is a comic about it now that uh, some clever soul did on Tumblr that's very good. And uh, you can find it if you dig through uh, Neolithic Sheep or my... Twitter feed. So, also there are stickers now. Oh yes, there are stickers of Sergey. Um, our friend Lizard Beth did uh, pictures of Sergey with an eye patch and crossed knives that are delightful. You can get them on tote bags and everything else, but the stickers are particularly cool. Mine, mine already came in. And hold on, let me grab this. I believe so, they're on Red Bubble. Yep, I'll, I'll get links, and you'll see. I've already decorated one oh, of my yes. devices with it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh. So. Yay. Woo. All right. Um, so anyway, uh, it's been a really good blood pressure cuff. The only thing it doesn't have is like some way to download things off of it. It uses, but it's it's great. It travels well. It's got AA batteries. So, so what's your blood pressure? Uh, my blood pressure is reading as high right now, but there was... Does it just say high or does it give you numbers? Oh, or? it gave me numbers. Gave me numbers. I'm not going to put those, talk to, about those numbers right now. Okay. Um, there have been several times in the last couple of weeks where it's been in the normal range uh, or a little high uh, since we just had dinner and I knew there was salt and similar things in dinner. Uh, I, I will say you outdid yourself. This was the uh, the black, uh, Chipotle black, black beans that are yeah. fabulous. I think I've linked to the recipe before. And in the Instant Pot and I yeah. love them and the whole house smells amazing. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll 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 dig up the link for the if recipe. If you told me years ago that one of my favorite meals on earth would be black beans and rice. Well, tonight we had black beans and tater tots. Yes, but you know. Yeah. The same thing, basically black beans over mm-hmm. and starch. Um I remember saying to my dad once I was like you should come over Kevin I'll make beans and rice and he's like uh eh uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of uh, are you doing okay I'm like no no <laughs> it's not like that <laughs> yes it's not like that all right whoops 
That is not what I meant to do. All right. So let me just uh, Kevin change is now the search. Digging wildly through his email inbox and um, ah, and... I have a pre-made search for that sort of thing. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, so uh, thank you, Kerr. Um, Diana, who I believe has been on the show before was commenting to uh, Tango, uh, episode 119, uh, about uh, Tango had a really tough time with uh, with the rewarding, self-rewarding kind of thing. And Diana, of course, an artist and a friend, is like, hey, Tango, how about collecting art as a reward? <laughs> now, if it were me, I would have to say, I've run out of shelf space and wall space. It's I, a concern. I actually need to pick some things to rotate out. Yes. Because it's not that I don't enjoy staring at them, but I, maybe it's time to change things up a little bit. I've had some of this art up on the wall for a couple years now, and I have so much other stuff I could display. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, Deb uh, wrote in to talk about uh, episode 121 and listening to things while working. Uh, I was listening to this very episode the Thursday it came out as I prepared my Sabbath meals. Thursday is often a big cooking night for me, so the timing is perfect. Although I have to say that KUEC can get very confusing since the timer on your microwave sounds exactly like my own timers. Oh, no. Yeah, that'd be a problem. Uh, I often listen to either words or classic rock when I do work that mostly involves my hands. It makes it all go so much more smoothly. I do recommend Bluetooth earphones for this. It's a lot easier to cook with the phone safely in another room away from the heat and water. Uh, keep up the productivity. Enjoy Thanksgiving if you celebrate. We had a great Thanksgiving. Thank you. And um, I, I have to say, in terms of listening to things while I'm cooking, and I tend to go maybe for a little more energetic tonight, I ask the Amazon device to play music by Prince. And I have, I believe, almost every Prince album in my library. So I it was just shuffle and sing along and, and boogie. And my phone could be on the table away from where I'm cooking or in the, the belt pouch. But it was, it was in a safe place. Having, since we live in a place where we don't have to worry about neighbors complaining because we're too loud through the walls, that, that works. I can see a really good pair of, of Bluetooth headphones in uh, like an apartment or, or something like that. I, Absolutely. I, I or Deb if you just have people in the house who don't want to hear it kind of thing. Right. For example, whenever Kevin wants to listen to Jethro Tull. Yes, well. <laughs> but you, you have no problems with, with his Purple Highness. Oh, God, no. If I did, I mean, first of all, I, I would be thrown out on the street, but you also would not have the chance because I would have been forcibly ejected from Minnesota, <laughs> where I lived for a decade. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I would not have been allowed. <laughs> That's fair. There, there would have been like, you know. Oh, yeah. Stern looks and Ludafisk. <laughs> and Ludafisk. <laughs> all right. Um... From Mira, this is uh, um, this one could be a little more interesting. Um, hello to Kevin, wombat co-host, and assorted pets, chickens, and livestock. <laughs> we only have chickens; we don't have any other livestock, unless the teenager counts. Um, they're not our goats; they're just goats that happen to be living on the property that yes. I possess, not my goats. Go on. Mm -hmm. 
Great to hear how well Dog Skull Patch is coming along. Keen to try some of the iOS recommendations you have. Uh, you have, and Ursula's Gantt chart pun made me laugh like a loon for an immoderate length of time. Aw, yeah. Um, oh, wait, I, I missed a sentence. I'm sorry. I've recently restarted listening to the podcast again now that I've figured out the settings on my new podcast app. Change is hard, y'all. It's fair. Anyway, I was filled with pleasure to hear your voices again and was reminded what great advice, stories, and sheer fun it is to listen to you both. Aw. Then the great laughing like a loon, blah, blah. Sergey, you had to step on that one, didn't you? There we go. Um, Can we check and make sure we're still recording? Suddenly I'm paranoid. Uh, yeah, no, that isn't the part he stepped on. He, okay. he stepped on the switch between not playing what's coming directly out of the soundboard and, and playing what's coming out of the soundboard on the speaker right here. So there was a slight echo and a chance of feedback. There was no feedback. Yay. Um, but we're reading your feedback. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God. Okay, it wasn't as good as the Gantt chart pun. Carry on. Yeah. As an engineer, I've used Gantt charts a few times. Their strengths are in showing which tasks are predecessor-dependent, like you gotta get through Shelob's cave before going up Mount Doom, and which tasks can be happening at the same time. While you're there, some of your buddies can summon a ghost army while the others stop uh, Bad Dad Denethor. Some of these examples may be wrong. It's been a while since I read them. I've been trying to watch the movies with my six and eight year old, but we've had to start and stop a lot. They were still asking who Aragorn was at the end of the two towers. To be fair to them, Tolkien does like giving his characters about seven different names each. That's fair. Yeah. I still maintain that uh, the movies were in many ways far more comprehensible than the books. I, to yeah. this day... In, I okay, not to this day. I never had the faintest idea what was going on at the Battle of Helm's Deep until I saw the movie, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> okay, now it all makes sense." Anyway, carry on. When there's a Gantt chart for a big project, lots of subproject tasks happening at the same time, like in parallel tracks, it will also identify the critical path. Which series of predecessor dependent tasks actually determine how long a project will take, and which, if one is delayed, will throw everything off. If you do it properly, you build in float, that is that is some slack room, um, to each task to allow for inevitable delays and fuck-ups. And then still get unpleasantly surprised due to optimism bias. Oh, God, yes. Optimism bias is the bit where you, you plan for the best-case scenario, and, and that goes into your planning, and then when the worst-case scenario happens, you're fucked. Just going to say it that way. That is the best I can come up with. So wait, is a Gantt chart like the tech tree in Civilization? I must get X and Y researched, and then I will know, uh, then I will be able to do pottery. A little. The other thing about it, though, is because it shows times and maybe number of people working on it, you can use it to say, okay, I have to, yes, I have to research mud gathering before I can and before I can do pottery, right? Mud gathering is going to take me two weeks. Gotcha. So I can plan around, okay, here's two weeks where we're going to be doing nothing but either learning about or just gathering mud before we start on pottery. And you might have two or three things going on like, well, I, I need fire building to fire the pot. Right. You know, uh, and so it all sort of, it, it builds together. Yes. Uh, all right. While I know of them more from work, they're generally too time-consuming and detail-oriented for my personal productivity needs. Oh, Lord, yes. 
unless I have a very specific project in mind with a whole bunch of, of dependencies, I do not, I, I almost, I never use Gantt charts or any of the project plan that work on that model for personal stuff. I tried to do it once or twice and then I wanted to punch the computer and possibly throw things. So I said, maybe this is not the right way to do it. Um, and so, I mean, a lot of us for our, our home tasks and, and little projects, things like that, we use checklists and checklists are fine. I love me a good checklist. Yep. Uh, the other comment I had was from an episode some months ago where Ursula was talking about the fuzziness of history and how old things are. I, too, suffer from this when trying to get my mind around the geological time scale, which the human brain is simply not built to comprehend. I read that a T-Rex was closer in time to an iPad than a Stegosaurus. I've heard that, yes. I'm reminded of that story about Monkey, where Buddha challenges him to go to the five pillars of the world in order to be Jade Emperor. Monkey crosses a vast pink plain, then pisses on one of the pillars to prove he was there. When he returns, Buddha shows him that he only crossed his palm and peed on his hand. So Monkey did kind of fail in style, although Buddha then seals him in a rock for 500 years. So my brain looking at the geological timescales like that, I just end up with a spinning daisy wheel error, not normally peeing on anything, although sometimes there's not many toilet options on site. Hopefully I don't get put on a mountaintop sealed in a stone egg. That would be sort of a problem. Yes. Uh, I, I'm going to assume that uh, you, you are a geologist or something of the sort. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or maybe you just like to contemplate geologic time, and that's fine too. Uh, yeah, the I just it was. I think not that long ago, uh, I was reading something, and uh, it was like Columbus was only you know a couple hundred, or not even a couple hundred years was like opposite some other person i might have been da vinci i don't know like people were like all piled up in time oh, together yeah. and but you'd never thought of them all at the same place and it was just like okay so the late 1400s were happening and at uh, least in italy yeah yeah and and spain and spain and, you know and everything and the it's yeah or that um Abraham, we're closer to Abraham Lincoln than Abraham Lincoln was to George Washington. Hold on, I'm mathing in my head, and I don't think so. Okay, but, talk amongst yourselves, Internet. All right. That one up. Anyway, I was on the show about a year ago, and I have had a few changes since then. Finished my master's, conmarried the house, joined scouts, had two separate elderly par parental health crises within a few months of each other, and have been dealing with a kind of meh year at work. I'd be happy to talk about some of my productivity experiences if you're looking for anyone in the What's Changed series. Admittedly, most of it has been realizations of personal failings around various forms of emotional labor and boundaries. Cheers and love the show, Mira. Uh... Mira, I would love to have you back on for a, a catch up. And that goes to any of our prior guests. If you, you, if it's been a couple of years and things have changed, you want to talk about how things have changed up. Uh, I will gladly talk to you again. Uh, I'm of course, you know, looking for new people to interview, but I don't want to miss out on big life changes that have been instrumental in, uh, how you get things done and how you're productive. Are you still looking that up over there? Okay, maybe we've like maybe there was a point where 
in our lifetimes or something where we crossed that line. Oh, yeah, I'm figuring. Because uh, uh, George Washington was born in 1732. Abraham Lincoln was born in 1809. So, like... When did George Washington die? Uh, God, you're going to give me a... Um, not somewhere else on the chart. Yeah, <laughs> uh... Lincoln died in 1865. That we knew, yeah. Um, Which was over a hundred and some odd years ago now. Yes. And, uh... Like, there's, there's a chance that unless Washington died a lot younger than I think he did, uh, Washington may have been alive when Lincoln was born. I don't know about that. But anyway, okay, so I'm wrong. But there was a point while we were alive where we crossed that threshold where we are now farther from Abraham Lincoln than Abraham Lincoln was from George Washington. Yes, okay, okay, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. See, this is, time math is hard. Uh, because you said we were closer. And than, I was wrong. Yeah, that, yeah. that was, that was. But okay. like, uh, the the my parents lived in a house for a little while that was halfway between me and the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, and it was like, um, what? And I, and stegosauruses and iPads and like the, and what the hell was going on in the Burgess Shale? I don't know. And in my brain, <laughs> it's just slightly before Vikings because I don't understand time. And they just found... A cave pa- the old they, they just found the oldest known cave paintings of oh, hunting just, scenes. Okay, they were on Sulawesi in Indonesia, and mm. they're from forty three thousand years ago. Right on. And uh, they have um, their their animal people in it hunting pigs. Animal people hunting pigs. Yes, the technical term used in art is therianthrope. And there, this is, in fact, the oldest example of uh, human-animal hybrids in art. Previously, it was a lion woman from Europe, but... Uh, so what you're saying is furries have been around for a really long time. Well, at least 43,000 years. There we go. Okay. Um, hold on, I have to scroll down to the appropriate message in this one. Now, this is the one kind of interested in hearing your take on. Um A.G. wrote in to say, I know it's not directly productivity necessarily. Hang on. Hmm? The thing at the beginning says don't read this one. Yeah, that was was three messages ago. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, we've gotten to another one. All right, yes. Yes. I know it's not directly productivity necessarily, but you might be interested in this lady who talks about home organization in a way that's really great, especially for people who don't find the more typical ways of organizing work for them. She has a website, Facebook, YouTube podcast. I think organizing your space can be a big part of productivity. Hey, having your space organized and being able to get to what you need when you need it is very oh, important. Yeah. Um, it's hard to be productive when you can't find what you need or you're overwhelmed by the clutter, etc. Preach. I, I think you might enjoy her sense of humor on, and things too. And the link is clutterbug.me. I'm going to link that. Uh, but before I, I continue uh, into this one, I want to show you this site because it was kind of cool. Um, all right, so we'll start with the yes, there's a free quiz. But she's figured her, her whole thing is there are four basic organizational styles. And she classifies them as the ladybug, the cricket, the butterfly, and the bee. Uh, 
just to see. I took the free quiz and I came up as a B. Okay. What what is the Well, uh it says that the B uh, is a visual person who often has a project on the go. Bees are very organized, but they also prefer to see their important and frequently used items rather than store them away in closets or containers. Bees also like to keep their tools, papers, and other supplies out until they are finished. Until they they finish the job, often piling them until they have a chance to put them away properly. This can quickly turn into clutter. Oh yeah. There are uh, lots of different kinds of bees. Some have work projects, which come with mounds of paperwork to deal with. Others have many different hobbies, which require mountains of supplies. A bee is a bit of an organization, organizing perfectionist and prefers micro-organizing solutions with everything carefully sorted into organized categories. Like a, uh, like a cricket, bees can maintain a detailed organizing system. The problem is finding the time to set it up in the first place. Well, we won't go through all of them, but that's interesting. Yes. And uh, does um, it have any suggestions oh yeah there's a whole thing Make there's a whole thing lists yeah. and yep uh and then y- there's yes, all the get your free ebook and uh you know some uh organizing some little here's uh there's a pinterest board just for the bee organizers look i love me some organizational porn yeah i know um so i from what i've looked at right now i kind of like it it's cutesy. It is cutesy, but... But it's also bug-related, and I approve of that. Yeah, and in reading the descriptions of some other things, I'm like, holy crap. The 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 quizzy bits are a little... It, it This one's a little too on the nose in some places. You like to read, so you end up with stacks of books of things you've been meaning to read kind of stuff. And I just want to shout out to the Kindle... Yeah. For yeah. Uh, changing my life because now I don't. Yeah, same here. I just, it's a stack in the Kindle, but I don't have to look at it or move it. And I can take that entire stack with me on an airplane. Yes. Oh my God. Uh, anyway, it's it's a really. I need a life Kindle. Yeah. Um, we'll talk. Think about that. I, I, I don't think that's a thing that exists. Like, you can't, like, just store all of my clothes in the okay, that's cloud yeah. until I can, you know, want them. Fair. Fair. Anyway, yes. uh, I, 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 I'd say give this one a look. Yeah. Um, if nothing else, you can take a fun free quiz. Yeah, and find out if you're a ladybug, cricket, butterfly, or bee. And, uh... I mean, yeah. look, we already all know what Hogwarts house we're in. We can right? mix it up a little. There you go. Keep getting Hufflepuff and Gryffindor. Uh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you are the most Hufflepuff of Hufflepuffs. Also, you're brave and, you know, heroic and uh, Hufflepuffy. Can't wait. Hound, hound, get away from the microphone. Hound, no, don't, not on the microphone, hound. Um... You know what? Before we get to the rest of this letter, perhaps we will take a uh, a feed the hound break. Hound. And so we'll be right back after this.
And we are back. Hounds have been fed. And outside. Oh, big luxurious stretch from Smokey Bear here. Somebody pointed out it is physically impossible to watch a cat stretch and not say, ooh, big stretch. It's it's a thing, yeah. Yes. Now, with him asleep like this, it may be the time to, to might actually be able to get away with trimming his velociraptor-like claws. <laughs> Let's not go nuts. Yeah. Anyway, we got a, we got a show to record here. We do. We do. All right, so back to the letter from A.G., uh, I'm also listening to episode 33 right now, and you were talking again, referencing a recent podcast before that, about integrating faith and productivity. It made me curious, because I really enjoy and connect with your perspective and ideas, about what you think about how people could potentially fulfill spiritual needs without religion and without meditation. I think spirituality is a neater area of life everyone has to some degree, but you hear so little about approaches that aren't religion-based, especially when North America is so Christian-centric in many ways. It's true. Since I'm an atheist, that causes problems for me, as you might imagine. But, uh, oh, ha, ha, ha. But I still feel like there's something missing in my life there, plus intellectually I find it an interesting discussion too, and think you would have some interesting thoughts on the matter. Well. There's, uh... Mm. I have friends who are atheists who attend a Unitarian church because they are of the opinion that uh, a church is a good thing to go to and standing around singing makes you happy. And, you know, there's some part of the human brain that really wants to get together and have cookies after the sermon about being nice to each other. Yeah. Uh, And Unitarians are fine with that. You want to be an atheist? Show up to the Unitarian Church anyway. They're generally okay with it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but again, that's sort of within the the um, a very Judeo Christian view of what church is. Yes. <coughs> yeah, uh, and uh, meditation is hard. I I will. I agree to that. Yeah. Do not meditate. No. And certainly do not go to church. No. And uh, while I am. A folk Catholic, as, yeah. <laughs> uh, in so much as I keep a St. Christopher medal in the car. Uh, and draw pictures of saints. And draw pictures of saints, and in extreme moments, swear by saints. Oh, yeah. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. And, yeah. Yeah. Drink that wine, is, yeah. That is a, a cultural observation rather than really a faith one mm. uh it's not like i'm out here lighting candles for saint anthony every every day yeah um i mean i garden you garden and that works for me and sometimes i get tomatoes but and, uh, and we get a good crop of beans every year at least two meals out of that yeah uh this is gonna sound weird <laughs> one thing that uh, filled a certain spiritual niche for me was writing Reverend Mord. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. Because, uh, and, and this is the, the narrator, basically, of the Hidden Almanac, the podcast we just wrapped up, who is a deeply religious individual. Mm-hmm. And uh, I... One one is non-religious. God knows frequently there's a very combative relationship with uh, 
churches, churches, people of faith who are, you know, uh, clergy, things like that. And Reverend Mord, I did not have a combative relationship with at all. No. I, I respected his, I mean, granted, he was, I made him up, but I had enormous respect for his faith. And I tried to never do, to write anything that uh, trivialized the right. fact he was deeply religious. Yeah. And uh, Pastor John, much more of a, a goofball, <laughs> but, uh, and much more based on my grandmother. Pastor John believed in a benevolent universe, or at least a universe that liked Pastor Drum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it's possible that I actually fall into that category, too. I, to a certain extent, really do believe in a somewhat benevolent universe, or at least one that likes me personally. Uh, which, you know, why would I? They, obviously, you say that, and the universe just wants to slap you down, and yet here I am. I'm 42, and I still seem to feel that way. Um, <laughs> but uh, writing uh, Reverend Mord was a way to get out a lot of... Um, uh, spiritual energy, I guess, for the... Uh, okay, that sounds really dorky. I don't mean, like, yeah. ley lines. I mean, like, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> like, energy. Like, get out a lot of stuff of... of uh, not woo. Like, you know, work. Um, and uh, uh, in a format that I found... Um, palatable and also i think fulfilled the the fundamental roles of of spirituality for me which is to have somebody saying yes everything is scary it will be okay yeah yeah and and while i have been a much more practical or practicing a uh, person of faith. I, I've I've gone back to my very comfortable lapsed Lutheran state. I'm mostly a cultural Lutheran now, uh, although I can teach you the doctrine if need be. Um, and, and a killer recipe for Jello mold. Oh dear God, yes. Not mold that's grown in Jello, but like molded Jello. Um, it's terrifying. It it really is. I I'm... cultural food of his people. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, one of the things I do is I, I take just breaks during the day and go stand out and watch my chickens be chickens. Now, this isn't for everybody. No, because you'd have to have chickens. Right. But there's there's a lot of talk in a lot of spiritual practices about being in the moment, living in the moment. And I find it very restful to go out and watch the chickens be chickens. And it it probably works with other things as as well uh maybe not dogs being dogs because fish being fish fish being fish works really well um but uh there's a lot more upkeep on fish i think interesting but i mean having had fish yeah and and all that goes with it uh, but just being out there and and watching and sort of letting my mind follow the chickens and not try to think about anything else. I mean, it's not like it, it happens. It's not like I go out there and say, I'm not going to think about anything, but what the chickens are doing. It's, it's just sort of this progression of you go out and you watch them for a little while and 
you start to to see them doing their things and and it's you stop thinking about you know the stuff yeah. hanging over you and you're just like chicken yeah chickens <laughs> chickens live their life in the moment and it's very restful and uh, everyone who talks about you know living in the moment and living in now usually they're talking what they think is you know living that exhilaration of jumping out of an airplane or this that or the other they don't think about chop wood carry water as as the <laughs> the old um that was a buddhist um, probably cone, yeah. right um before enlightenment chop wood carry water after right. enlightenment chop wood carry water yeah yeah uh, but <laughs> it's it's finding space to or time or whatever you want to call it to sort of recognize that you are not the center of the universe that there's all of this going on around you and all you have to do is stop and breathe. I've, I've done yoga. I've done meditation. Uh, a lot of meditation for me ends with snoring. Uh, a lot of yoga with me. No, I, I'm glad you're being honest about that because for a lot of people it, you just fall asleep. And yeah. I mean, you've just done all of this stretching in the yoga class and now you're going to meditate and your mind is, you know, all of this with the body to align the, you know, you're so focused on your breathing and your body and all that stuff from the yoga that it's really easy to fall asleep. See, I did uh, Eido for a while where they give you a sword and there is a meditative element to all you are concentrating on is I will get this one stroke right. I will get the draw right. Mm -hmm. I will do it over and over and over until I have gotten it right, and and you are focusing very intently on that, so you are not worried about you know X, Y, and Z. Uh, watching chickens is lower impact and doesn't require you know quite so much yeah. over high ceilings. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've mm -hmm. never been any good at meditating. Mm -hmm. um, it is it is not my thing. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if this is if this is a a. Talking about Reverend Ward makes me think that's more of a religious thing in that I mm – -hmm. that was a, a – my admiration for the things that religion does well. Yeah. Which I myself cannot personally <laughs> make use of. And yet, at the mm -hmm. same time, there, when things are scary, sometimes I'm like, what would Reverend Ward say about this? <laughs> so, <laughs> all will be well. Yes. And all will be well. I can still do the voice. Would you check that out? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> uh, that was, incidentally, Julian of Norwich, the saints, yes. all will be well, all will be well, and all manner of things will be well. But yes. anyway. Anyway. Uh, yes. Uh, it's an interesting question. And mm -hmm. uh, I garden... Um, because, and, and again, gardening is not for everyone. I am probably more evangelical about gardening than I am about anything <laughs> else. But, uh, uh, but you're not. You're not the everybody needs to have their own garden and be raising their own food evangelical. You're. Much I started more of a, that way, but then I eventually came around to no. This is hard work, and a lot of people don't want to do it. Yeah, uh, and yeah. it's um, a lot of people physically can't do it or don't have time. Have time constraints, and if everything in the world was perfect. And no one had any disability issues or time issues, and you know we could make accessible gardening, and everyone had spare time. There would still be people who wouldn't want to garden, yeah, and probably a majority. <laughs> Frankly, I, I, not my thing. And yeah, and and so I have, have over time 
come away from wanting to scream heathen die to um that's okay yeah not everyone has to but the thing about gardening at least is that it is an exercise of faith in that you believe in spring (laughs) (laughs) like the one thing that you know reverend morton i agreed on we both really believe in spring yeah and so the the upshot of all of this is finding something that works for you yeah uh and and Mm -hmm. also figuring out what you want like um do you uh, is what you're missing a a mindfulness exercise like watching chickens or meditation mm-hmm. or do you want the community uh the faith community of you know like you know, joining the unitarian universalist or whatever or do you just like the singing i have a friend who yeah. grew up lutheran but doesn't go to church anymore but she will join a a uh, I think she's joining. She's she works with different choruses because she likes to sing. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, in groups. Uh, do you just want to believe in the future while gardening? Sandy for that. I mean, it's 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 hard to know what it is that people are getting out of mm-hmm. faith because I do believe spirit or out of spirituality because spirituality is important. Yes. To the human brain, I think I do agree with that, but what element of spirituality is important? Because frankly, I do fine without a faith community. I wouldn't know what to do with one if you gave it to me. I'm never going to sing in a choir. Churches give me hives. Thank God. I don't meditate. Uh, so, but I do like, yeah. or at least admire, uh, many of the positive elements of religion and, I would kick and scream if you took away the saints that I am allowed to, you know, swear by or at. Yeah, yeah. I, so what do you want? You, you know, know? Yeah, it's... do you want the community? Do you want the 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 mindfulness? The, a lot of it's going to be what is it that you're looking to to add to your life as, as part of that If practice? it's just connection with some numinous higher power, uh, I suggest the planet because – it is bigger than you, and it has been here longer than you, and some parts of it know you're here. So, um, yeah, get on that. <laughs> Connect with the planet. No problem. You know, there was a funny thing. Uh, I was planet. watching – there's this movie, and I cannot remember the name of it. Some the, Like, the comments are going to be rife with it. Um, but it was about a retired hitman, and he was going to AA – and his sponsor was saying, look, it says a higher power. Doesn't have to be, you know, God. It could be the hydrant down the street. It's just accept that there is a higher power and you're not in control, right? That's, wow, that, at the time, it was like, that's an interesting concept. But when when you think about it, when you talk about these spiritual practices, yeah, you don't want to go set up a shrine to your, your local fire hydrant. But, um, you know, some people are looking for that connection with something more than themselves. And the planet's a great choice. I don't yeah. know if a, if a fire hydrant is. Well, I have to go find that movie because it was it was funny and it was pretty good at the same time. Uh, yeah. So I, I suppose our our answer is what what is it that you want out of spirituality? First, define what you need. Yeah. So uh, yeah. there's your homework, Internet. Go figure <laughs> out what you need from divinity. Have fun. Uh, <laughs> not not divinity. That's that's a little too or spirituality. But spirituality. Okay. Yeah. 
uh, also, I have to uh, mm-hmm. complete aside. Um, I write a lot of books with nuns and priests. You and, do, and paladins and whatnot. It's. Uh, I assume that's the being raised Catholic thing. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I've just realized I have two books going simultaneously with characters who are lay sisters, which are nuns who have not yet taken orders. But uh, mm-hmm. and uh, where are you going, Cat? What are you? What are you stepping uh, on? Don't step on the the one box. Okay. Tiny Orange is now climbing. Man, we've had everybody in here tonight. We have. Sergey visited and stepped on a thing. Smokey's just been sleeping. You're still sleeping, right, buddy? Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So, all right. Um, thank you, AG. And we'll uh, – uh, I, I hope that was helpful. Um, and then a, a fascinating one from Claire uh, from a comment on the last uh, letter show – um, an update. I was offered the job I applied for. I was delighted that in my interview, the committee asked the question about what type of work I liked and what I didn't like. Thanks to Dino's advice, I thought about it and had an excellent answer ready to go. All right. Referring to the, the thing we did with uh, Dino about getting a job, I guess, was that earlier this year? I think so. Time, man. Yeah. Um, I also made I, sure. I hear there were stegosauruses at one point and Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I also made sure to be really upfront in my deficiencies. Some of the job aspects are different from what I do now. So I laid out my plan to get up to speed, talked about how my previous experience would fit in with the new aspects, and just focused on having an excellent conversation. Thanks for all the great content and diverse people you shake, showcase on this podcast. It has made a huge impact on my life. Congratulations, Congratulations on the job Congratulations on the job. Yeah, That's no. fabulous. Absolutely amazing. And this just came in Monday. Oh, we are so proud so, of you. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's amazing. Congratulations. Um, very <laughs> excited. Um, and Claire, uh, when you've got it all sorted out, maybe we'll talk again again uh, to figure out how things have changed. So if that isn't already on my schedule, so. Um, that's so cool. Yeah, no, that one was very cool. Uh, that's it for letters this week. Do we, uh, yeah, we should probably take a quick break. I realize that's, that's three breaks this time, but uh, I want you guys, everybody's listening at home, to be able to take a minute, uh, get that drink of water or whatever. Go okay. be mindful at your chickens. Uh, Truthfully, I have to do something about all the water I've been drinking while we've been doing this. You can stop. It's fine. We don't need to hear. Anyway, we'll be back right after this. So, uh, during the break, uh, you were commenting that, uh, that was a very meandering answer and you're not sure if it was helpful for anyone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or, or certainly not productivity related. But... Well, no, they, and that's the interesting thing, right? Is okay, because mindfulness maybe mind. Well, mindfulness is what happens with a lot of it. Now I know that 
Uh, Franklin Covey, or not Franklin Covey, <laughs> Stephen Covey in Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and developing what is now the Franklin Covey method, uh, put emphasis on the, and I'm putting this in air quotes, big rocks, um, usually centered around some aspect of faith, family, and uh, work. Uh, not necessarily in that order, but the idea was that this is, you know, that's a part of you that needs taken care of. Um, now, Covey was a Mormon, so it that really goes with the whole thing. Uh, but every, uh, like most of the major working ones, uh, organizers, productivity, and I'm putting this in air quotes, gurus or whatever, they, they do incorporate some talk about uh, faith or spirituality as part of the process. I mean, the Ula planner, which is the only thing I have on, it's actually on the other shelf. Ula! It certainly has a specific column for your spiritual needs, whether that's necessarily faith, whether that's a mindfulness practice or whatever. See, um, I always assumed that section in planners was just uh, where you put all the stuff you had to remember for church, like who was running the bake sale and whether you were going to Sunday school. And not really. Um, part of – and all of this does go back sort of to the Covey method. The, the Covey method is – a lot of the the groundwork that other people have applied, um, in that you have these these big aspects of your life, and you have to figure out what your goals around that are. Maybe they're not concrete goals. Maybe your goal is to raise your kids to their till they're adults and move out. Right? That's a little bit of a concrete goal, but there's that it's a very vague and nebulous. You can't just write that in your planner. You can't you can't write down you know. It is his 18th birthday. He is a man now and can be on his own. Um, well, I mean, you could if you wanted to. I just don't think that's – I mean, That's not how it works, right? Um, somewhere someone is building yeah. a Gantt chart for their child's entire life. Uh, but it's it's much more of a, going all the way back, all the way back to the first couple episodes we did when we talk about – when we were talking about mission, vision, and values. A lot of that is the vision you have for yourself or what where you want to be. And so having a, a, that, that a spiritual tie-in as part of that vision has, has been something really important to, to all of the different methods over time. I've uh, – my personal theory, which does seem to be <laughs> borne out a little, is that some people just need a lot more spirituality in their life than others. Uh, That's fair, yeah. And – my mother, very spiritual person, very you know, mm -hmm. uh, Catholic. Margo, if you're Buddhist, listening, I apologize for this. The whole this, thing. Yeah. Occasionally, she gets a little woo woo. Get uh, occasionally, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> really, you know, yeah. Uh, love her to pieces. Uh, kind of person who, for a while, there was wearing the correct color of underwear to align her chakras. Um, so. Wasn't she part of a Buddhist meditation cult? Yes, yes. I'm still not sure how that works. It was a thing. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, she just needs a lot of spiritual whatever. And uh, because, like many of us, uh, she is convinced on some level that she is doing it wrong, um, she 
is I think prey to a lot of the uh, of of the apparent certainty of spirituality uh, <laughs> yeah, as yeah. as many of us are the you know okay this is the right this you know uh, this is the right and this is the way then the wrong way to be a spiritual person and and uh, certainty is God knows very um very appealing to people who are yes. secretly convinced they're doing everything wrong. But, you know, my mother talks about growing up and, and being convinced that, you know, she was going to hell and that she couldn't possibly sin if she sinned, it was all over and being deeply worried. I grew up under the assumption that if I sinned, I had a damn good reason and God clearly would be on my side because my reasons were excellent. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, this, as it turns out, is uh, a place where I am very much like my father, who, when we got to know one another again mm. after the 10 years we weren't estranged, we were just both really bad at writing, um, was like, so are you church? And they like, no. He's like, yeah, never into that either. You know, your mother was. I had to yeah. ask. Like, yeah. She's like, some people just do not seem to care much. I'm like, not at all. <laughs> uh, so it it is, you know, I get by just fine on right. saints and gardening. Some people may need a lot more. And some people may need less. Yeah. So, uh, so it's okay if you need more than what I need or Kevin needs or whatever. It's it's not a failing. I think people are just wired differently. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I finally sort of have a, a word for this week's badge code. Okay. Um, and I don't think I've used it before. So, uh, faith, faith. Okay. Faith, yeah. And if I have used it before, I'll be re-recording this part, uh, after you go to bed <laughs> or tomorrow morning or something. Um, Oh, and for those of you who are saying, hey, the badge code doesn't work, and I'll make a, a post about this, an appropriate post about this, I think I screwed that up and um, did it wrong, and so I just updated the badge code so you guys can try again. Uh, I, will, I will comment on your comments saying, oh my god, you're trying to kill me here. I, I couldn't, on one a couple weeks ago, I couldn't log in, and now this. So I'm, I'm not... It's not you trying to kill me, it's the badge codes that are trying to right. kill him. Yes. Right, Not yeah. you. <laughs> so... You're awesome, Internet. We love you. Yes, we do. We do. And on that note, I think that's it for this week. Yes. Thank you to Kier, Diana, Deborah, Mira, and AG for writing in. Uh, Congrats again on the job. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Claire. so fantastic, Claire. Claire. Uh, And if you want to support the hidden almanac not the hidden almanac productivity alchemy if productivity you want to support alchemy. the hidden almanac i'm afraid that ship has sailed but no actually can it is it is we are coming up on award season oh, and yeah. the hidden almanac surprisingly enough would qualify for the hugo award for best dramatic presentation long form ah uh, yes all kajillion episodes uh it won't win, but we we. It's, it's I would just time. love to be to be standing there as a finalist on that one, giving my like, giving my best Reverend Mord impression, dressed in the frock and the the mask, and um, <laughs> I, I'd have to take the mask and the hat off for the cocktail party beforehand. Yes, yes, but because I don't think I can eat in that thing. No, but no. I, I do. It is right there. I do have the mask right there. Yes, yes. It is a lovely leather mask that I picked up a while ago. Because uh. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean you know uh, it's so unlikely it would make it that far. Long form uh, this year. Um, oh hey, Avengers Endgame. Oh yeah, 
and, you know, you know, other things. It's, yeah. it's but it's funny. Yeah. Uh, if you want to support productivity alchemy, however, yes, there are ways. You go online to the website. You can click all the links. They can tell you various ways to support us. Tell your mm-hmm. friends. Uh, honestly, we are currently fine for the monies. So if oh, yeah. you would like to. Uh, give money to your local food bank. Holidays can be rough uh, for, you know, Year round everybody. is rough, but holidays are especially rough. And uh, a lot of giving does occur during this time. So mm-hmm. um, I almost feel bad saying it's like you've probably got lots of places to give right now. Like giving July is when the food banks really get hit. But uh, uh, the, yeah, the, although this is. If I remember right, this is like the big fundraising time for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but food banks, I mean, they need money year round. And so it's often, you know, uh, this is when they get all of the good stuff, all the money in, and then that's got to kind of last them. Yeah. But still. Um, and if you just want to make a difference on a very small scale in a very sort of material way, the uh, Alongside Wild Foundation, um, I recommend them highly. I yeah. know the guy who runs it. They do micro grants to scientists who are like, I can finish my work if I can get 300 bucks to put up camera traps. Or I just need, you know, like a thousand bucks to get the equipment rented for the week to do this thing or just to get me to Costa Rica to pick up the samples kind of thing. (laughs) And uh, so it's small uh, micro grants basically for scientists to and uh, conservation efforts that are really helpful and you know in terms it's just we need to get a bigger aquarium for the injured sea turtles kind of thing yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're awesome i like them a lot okay. and uh they're worth checking out so cool that's it for this yeah. week and uh thank you all for listening and we will talk to you i guess in about a week yeah. i have a couple more great interviews lined up before the end of the year and until that time folks um stay productive we love you we do